Hello and welcome to another edition of the Turk Ferguson Reports Conversations with Coaches. Today we travel down to the western side of Georgia, just west of LaGrange and north of Manchester. We go to Greenville, Georgia to talk to Coach Tyler Wynn, the first year head coach of the Greenville Patriots. Coach Wynn, how are you today? I'm doing well, Lord. I appreciate you doing this. Hey, my pleasure, Coach. Always great to talk to you. Um, coach, you, you new job this year. Is the off season or how you spend it this year coming into Greenville a little bit different, or is it uh, once you once you get get on on staff, it's uh, it's uh, all football all the time from then on? Well, you know, it's been um, the off season's been a little bit different for me. Um, of course, we you know we moved and you know we had the uh, my wife and I had to balance a little bit of me living in one house, her li- her and the kids living in another, and. Um, you know, the back and forth of all that, um, you know, you get, get workouts going and stuff like stuff like that. And you're trying to start things, um, fresh. So, you know, there was a lot of transition that took place, um, during this off season was, uh, was fortunate enough. My, my parents don't live too far from Greenville. Uh, they live over in the Grange. So I was able to, to spend some time with them and, make that make that ride back and forth um to make it a little bit easier um and then you know going to small school the, the off season may not be as as hectic um as it might be or as it was um coming from a 6a program so it's been an adjustment but it's been it's been really good and and refreshing so Coach, you talk about going from a 6A school or school system uh, to a single A. What's some of the biggest changes uh, going from a, a metro area to a rural area or a, a smaller school system? Well, you know, I think every situation has its own set of challenges. Uh, and, at, you know, in, in Cherokee County where you have where you have six, six high schools there and then you have 15 other schools um, – you know, within five or six miles um, of the Cherokee County line, you know, there's there's some challenges in that situation where you're, you all your kids, yeah, they may be five miles apart, but you also got guys driving by your school to go to go to another school. Well, when you go to a place like Greenville, um, you know, Greenville, we've got we have probably twice, three, four times even the uh, the amount of land in our district. Um, covers a covers a vast area um you know we had we had some financial some financial stuff i mean you know you, you don't have the uh you don't have 100 businesses that you can tap on the door and say hey i need new shoulder pads we need new helmets help me out um instead it's it's been more you know <laughs> roll, roll, roll your sleeves up and <laughs> uh, let's go out and, and try to get some so we've had to uh that's been a big adjustment for me um and then you know obviously the like I said, the, just the sheer landmass of Meriwether County and, and Greenville, our district, you know, we got guys driving 15, 18, some, some close to 20 miles to get to the high school. Um, so, you know, during the summer when you're running your, your workouts, they're not, they're not driving. We're, we're going and picking them up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're running a, we're running a bus load that takes about two hours to run. Um, so that was a, you know, that was a, a new, a new challenge, but it also was fun. You know, I got to, I had, I hired a new coach, um, 
who was a little more familiar with the area. And we spent a lot of time, you know, driving those buses. I got to go knock on some doors and, and meet some meet some kids' parents. And um, I think that, you know, when you're when you're out doing that, you can start to create more of a relationship with the players um, if you know where every one of them com- is coming from. Whereas, you know, in a, in the metro in a metro system, we had no kids who had longer than five miles to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew where I knew where some of my guys lived, but I didn't know where every one of them lived. Um, we weren't running buses, uh, so it's a, it's been a different different atmosphere, um, some different challenges, um, but it's been it's been good. Coach, what are some of your expectations in year one, and what are you looking forward to the most as uh, the the season gets started? Well, I think our our number one expectation, um, you know. We expect to win. Um, you know, I'm not gonna not gonna hold any punches there. We're we're going to try to try to win football games. Um, part of our purpose uh, as coaches is is to put a team out there that can that can compete on Friday night. Um, but with that being said, we're also just trying to build build men. We're using the game of football to build young men um, and investing in their in their lives and make them better people. Um, you know, our, our number one expectation, we want to put a product on the field that was that was better than the product before. Um, and I think that, you know, any you ask any coach, um, that's the goal every year, right, is to put a put a better product on on the field than was than the year before. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're trying to just just build on some things and get back some of the uh, the tradition that that Greenville's had. You know, Greenville um <laughs> has won two state championships um but they haven't won a region championship in 10 years have been to the playoffs um in six years and, you know they uh this is the first the worst four-year stretch in the school's history so we're trying to get some of the uh some of that offer back and, and get the program back on its feet and going back in the right direction Coach, you you um you talked about the distance it takes uh, or the the landmass that uh, your school district covers. But outside of that, uh, what are some of the biggest challenges that you and your staff face coming into 2019? <clears throat> um, you know, anytime you're you're in a new situation, you're bringing in new coaches. Uh, there's the there's the culture dynamic. You know what what has been accepted, uh, what has been done before. Uh, you know, this is how we've always done it. This is how we do things around here. Um, you, you fight that battle. Um, so coming in and, and trying to establish some new standards, um, some, some new ways of doing things, you know, that can be a challenge. Um, and, you know, it's it's not default anybody. It's just it's different. Anytime somebody takes a job, it's going to be it's going to be different than it was before. Um, and those kids have to adjust to that. Um, and, you know, that's been one of our biggest challenges is, is that adjustment period. You know, we'll, we'll still in it. We'll, we'll probably still be in that adjustment period for a while, but, um, you know, that's been the, the big thing is, well, we've been doing it like this, you know, and, and now it's going to be new. It's going to be different. Um, and, you know, finding those kids who are going to, going to accept that and, and roll with it. And, and then weeding those guys out who don't want to buy into the change and, and get with it. Um, you know, that's been some of, some of our biggest challenges, um, outside of that, you know, outside of the, on the field, cultural changes that we're making, um, and, and workout structural things that we're making. Uh, we also got some, got some challenges with some, some academic stuff. You know, we had a lot of guys who, um, 
you know, anytime there's there's transition, some of those kids get lost. And we had we had some guys who were in some severe academic trouble that uh, you know either had to get classes during the summer, weren't able to be with us in the spring. Um, some that you know just couldn't get the grades right. <laughs> but um, those have been some of our challenges uh, going into the to the off season and then still heading into the fall. Coach, I'm going to change gears a little bit here. And once again, Coach Tyler Wynn, the head coach of the Greenville Patriots, joins us here on the Turf Ferguson Report. Coach, let's talk about the, your team. Who are some of the names to get familiar with on offense and defense? And what uh, what have you seen in, over the spring and the summer that make these young men stand out? Well, I think um, the first guy that comes to mind for me is a guy named Chandler Neal. Uh, Chandler's six foot two. He's 215 pounds he's a defensive end he's also a um, a tackle on, on, on offense um he is a a high academic kid and he's a high character guy um just the type of kid who you you want other guys to follow you want other guys to emulate you know he's not somebody who's going to hoop and holler and he's not going to be that ra- loud rambunctious leader but um he leads by example um so he's a he's been a big one um also, we've got got Canston Brooks, um, who is he's played played defensive end, and um, he's got some people looking at him to play D line at the next level. Um, but those those two guys, uh, from a from a looks part, and when you walk in the building, you see those two, and they kind of they kind of stand out. Uh, those are two of the seniors, and then um, you got coming back. We've got um, young man with, by the name of Denzel Hall. Um, Denzel rushed for over 700 yards last year um, as a sophomore. Um, he's a big back. Um, you know, he's 250 pounds, uh, six foot, six foot one, um, put together just just real raw. Uh, but he's another name that that I think you have to mention um, when you're looking at you know this past season. He was an all-region kid. Um, so we're hoping you know to see some see some productivity out of out of those three guys, and then. Um, <laughs> there's some other pieces, some, some young guys. Um, Keyman Robertson um, is one who I think will will step out and, and make a name for himself over over the long haul. Um, he's already stepped up and been a been a leader for that that uh, underclass. I mean, he's a freshman, he's a rising freshman, but he's somebody that's going to play for us on Friday nights, um, starting immediately. So um, <laughs> those guys. And then there's there's other guys, it's, you know. In, in a small school, we got we got five or six guys going both ways that that'll make plays and be asked to do a lot of different things. Um, but those are the guys that really stand out out for me, and, and even for guys coming in. Um, the last one would be Stacy Murrah. Uh, he's a rising senior, um, two way starter again. He's a, he's a defensive guy and offense. He'll play some play some tailback and play some linebacker, um, but all of those guys are, are hard workers. They, they love football. They want to be at practice. Uh, they want to do the things we ask. Um, so those are the guys who you want to see be successful. Coach, are, are there any players, you mentioned Keyman uh, Robinson, the freshman coming in. Are there any other players who kind of surprised you and your staff over the spring and over the summer that uh, maybe you, you uh, kind of advanced didn't see coming, or are these the guys you were talking about? Well, there's one, uh, Antavius Simon. Uh, He's six foot. He's uh, upper upper two hundreds. Uh, plays defensive line. Uh, he has spurts where 
he could he looks like he could be something special. Um, it's getting him to play consistently. Uh, that's the the biggest question mark right now. But he's somebody who could, you know, <laughs> at any point he could jump out and be an exceptional football player. Um, it's just getting him to be a consistent consistent guy. Um, and then also we've got uh, Demarcus Alford, who is uh, <laughs> who's a running back. Um, linebacker on defense he's a he's another one who you know there are spurts of greatness it's, it's you know getting that and pulling that out of him on a consistent basis um you know other than other than those two the names i mentioned before are definitely uh, you know the leaders of the program coach earlier you were talking about uh chandler neal uh your your uh tight end and and off some of your offensive linemen and, and defensive end uh, about his uh, his leadership, um, who are some of the other uh, high performers in the community in the classroom for you over down in Greenville? Well, we got uh, again Chandler. Can't say enough good things about him. Um, you know, uh, we also got a kid named Jamie Minifield. Um, Jamie is a high academic kid. He's he's dual enrolled. He takes classes over to West Georgia Tech, uh, so he spends half his day over getting college credit um <clears throat> but he's he's a standout kid in the classroom and in the community he's the first one um if i if i ask for any help hey we need this we need that i need some guys to volunteer to help me help me do this the school needs us to move this they need us to do whatever he's going to stand up and, and say how can i help um so he's a big one <clears throat> um he's also he's another high academic kid um you know three guys we had three guys, uh, you know, get their first qualifying score on the ACT. Um, Chandler was one of those. We also had Canston Brooks who popped a 23 on his ACT and DeMarcus Alford popped a 21 um, over the summer. Um, you know, outside of that, we've, also, we've got a good group of kids who, you know, if I if we need help, if we need something, if, you know, we work the, the cotton picking fair um, there in, in Gay, Georgia, um, it's in Meriwether County, but it's a, a huge fair. We had a, a ton of kids that just said, hey, how can I help? What can I do? Um, and, you know, Chandler led that. Jamie also helped out. We, we have just a ton of kids who they want to help. They, wanna, they want to, um, to do whatever it takes and whatever they ask. Coach, we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about Region 4 in Class Single A. You guys, once again, are a uh, – we consider mix where you got public and private in the state of Georgia. For those who don't know, uh, during the playoffs, Class A public and Class A private have their own separate uh, playoffs. But during the regular season, you guys get mixed in uh, in region play. How is that Region 4 shaping up for you? Well, you've got, you've got Manchester and Marion who have been – you know, their story programs, they've both been very successful. Um, you know, uh, those two teams are, of course, you know, the, the spotlighted teams. Um, but that's not to take anything away from the Pacellis and the Brookstones, the private schools that play really good football um, that are right there in the mix of it. You know, Brookstone's given a lot of people uh, fits and given them a hard time here these past few years. That's a that's a good football team they've got down there. Um, and then, you know, like I said, Marion um, won a state championship <laughs> just in, in the past few years. Manchester's, I think they've won two or three state championships, um, in <laughs> even, even in double A. And with them falling into single A and being in the same county and being in the same region, 
that's a that's a big game. But they're you know they're a storied program. They've had a lot of success. They do things very well over there. Um, so those are those are some of the the top tier teams on our side of the region. Um, <laughs> and then to be honest with you, I haven't even looked at the other side. I've looked at the teams on our schedule and uh, you know what we what we've got going in and who we got to who we, who we have to play um, first is we, we got to play against Greenville. We can't allow Greenville High School to beat Greenville. Um, they were in some games last year, and uh, we just want to see progression. You know, uh, those games that we were in, we want to win. Um, and the games that, that we weren't in, we want to be in. So, um, for me, I haven't looked. I haven't looked very far at all. I've looked at, at our scrimmage game against Harrelson County on the 16th, and I've looked at Lamar County on the 30th, and that's that's as far as my eyes has have gone. Um, but I know that. You know, you got Marion and Manchester, who both have great programs, um, and then you got Brookstone, Pacelli, and um, you know that's that's kind of that's our that's our region right now. Coach, uh, let's talk about rules. I know one of the rule changes this year that uh, I've, I've talked about with other coaches has been the change to the forty-second play clock uh, that starts as soon as the previous play ends. But if there are any, is there any rule change you would like to see in the game? Yeah, well, you know, I'm a. <laughs> I played in a you know, triple option offense in in college, and we had a lot of triple option stuff in high school. Um, and one of the things that that I would love to see um, is I'd love to see us go to to the cut block. I'd love to be able to cut downfield. Um, you know, asking asking a running back to take on an outside linebacker or an inside linebacker uh, at at eye level or, or chance level, whatever. You know, that's, in my opinion, that you get more injuries doing that than you do having a guy go out there and, and you know, teaching him to get on get on the guy's toes and, and make that cut block. Um, so that's one rule that, that I would love to see. I think that, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of triple option guys would, would definitely say, yeah, that's a rule that they would like to see changed as well. Um, but for me, that's, that's the number one. You know, outside of that, you just – you play with what the rules give you, um, and you know it, you kind of go with it. Um, but that's one that I've always I've always wanted to see changed. I, I wish the the high school level would go to that and allow those guys to cut. Um, you know, in my opinion, it's it's a little bit safer for everybody if they're if they're down on the ankles than uh, you know a bunch of guys stalking out there, especially undersized guys taking on uh, safeties and outside linebackers who you know, the matchup doesn't necessarily fit them. So the uh, the cut block is something that I would love to see be legalized at the high school level. Coach, uh, got a couple of more questions for you. Uh, and uh, this one is a softball. I think I asked you this one when you were at Riverridge last season, but you've been down in Greenville for a few months now. What's the best place to get a pregame meal uh, for anybody coming in for a game? Ha. Well, there's there's two. If you uh, if you're wanting to go somewhere and, and sit down and uh, just have a taste of Greenville, you got to go to Clinton's. Um, Clinton's is just a, a small hometown. Uh, you know, soul food. You're gonna get get chicken. You can get three. You can get meat and three sides. Um, it's a it's a good sit down place. And then if you're looking for something a little more a little more fast. Um, you know, I'm not going to call it fast food because it's not. Um, but if you're looking to get something, you know, whether it's a two-piece chicken or uh, some chicken tenders, you got to go to Big Chick. Um, 
and get you get you a lemonade. A lot of people even get the uh, get a normal Palmer, but for me, I, I like to get a jumbo lemonade um, and a four piece tender, uh, honey mustard. Give me the fries, <laughs> give me the roll. I'm gonna take it all. Uh, so you know, Clinton's and Big Chick both are, are solid places if you're making the trip to Greenville. Coach Wynn, uh, it's been our pleasure. we got one more question for you before we let you go. Uh, what message, if any, do you want to give to the, the fans of Greenville High School and in the Greenville community about this year's football team? The, um, you know, if there, if there is one thing that I, I want our, our fans and our community to know, it's that we, we want to make you proud, you know, we want to make you proud. We want to give you something to be proud of on Friday night. Um, and, you know, sometimes that means that means winning every game. And sometimes, you know, that means putting a product out there that, that a community can be proud of. Uh, and that's what we're going to strive to win every, every football game that we play. But we also want to put a product out there on Friday night that you can look down and say, that's a well-disciplined team. They're doing things the right way, and they're getting back on track. Uh, we're just trying to trying to get better and progress as we go and, like I said before, we want to be a, a better team this year than, than we were last year, and that's that's the goal for for any coach. So we're just trying to put a better product out there every year that, that we have this thing. Coach Wynn, you guys get your season kicked off in earnest on August 30th as you host Lamar County. Um, we wish you the best of luck. As always, it is a pleasure to speak with you, and we thank you so much for joining us on the Turf Ferguson Report. Thank you. Really appreciate it. That was Coach Tyler Wynn, head coach of the Greenville Patriots down in Greenville, Georgia. They get their season kicked off on August 30th against Lamar County. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the Turd Ferguson Report and our conversations with coaches. That's going to do it for us today. Don't forget, you can find us on the web at turdferguson.com. That's T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N.com or on Twitter at turdfergusonrpt. T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N-R-P-T. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you comment in our comment section or leave us a message on Twitter. Make it a great day, everybody. 